This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. Hey there, you are listening to the Dream Big and Kick-Ass Podcast. I'm Mandy, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. If you want encouragement, inspiration, support, empowerment, then join me as we talk about finding and following our purpose, overcoming adversity, and living out our dreams. If you believe life's too short to be caught up in insecurities, fear, and feeling defeated, then let's hang out in the Dream Big and Kick-Ass Podcast. Hey, everybody. I am so happy that you're here today. I have a new friend with me today. Her name is Rodaline, and Rodaline helps business owners increase impact, influence, and income through stunning strategic WordPress websites and landing pages. So welcome, Rodaline, and please tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Hi, Mandy. Thank you so much for having me today, um, and hi to your listeners. So I'm Rodaline, and yeah, I design websites and landing pages for my clients, uh, their business owners, and I like working with coaches, actually, online coaches, because I get to learn their content as well while I'm designing their websites. I get to know more about what they offer while yeah. designing their websites. And when I'm not designing websites, I also manage a team of writers for an affiliate websites. So I kind of like have a good grasp of both the SEO side and the website design, websites and landing pages. Right. And when I'm not working, I love traveling. Ooh, traveling. Okay. So we're going to come back to that in just a second. Uh-huh. So you said something about the affiliate. What'd you say about that? Oh, I manage affiliate websites. Um, so, you know, for example, if you have a lot of blog posts and then you can link that to, for example, if you're an affiliate of Amazon or for example, Buzzsprout, you can share these links and then you can get a small commission when people purchase using your links. Okay. So when you're managing those or when you're, what is it that you're doing with that? So I research the keywords. I manage the writers and check with them, like if they have any problems with specific keywords or something. So for anybody listening that doesn't know what she's talking about when she's saying, when she's talking about keywords, when we're talking about SEO, that means search engine optimization. Can you talk a little bit about the keywords? Yeah. So this website that I manage, it's a comparison website. So basically we write about a bunch of comparisons from different categories like kitchen, cell phones, tablets, we cover a wide range. So I research specific, um, for example, if you're a podcast, uh, if you have a podcast, and then what kind of microphones would you be looking at? For example, Blue Yeti X versus another brand. So we write stuff about like that. And I research what kind of products people search for and what kind of products they like to compare. Right. And I've definitely looked up some of those things too. And (laughs) Blue Yeti is on my list things that I want. So, cause currently I'm using a $10 uh-huh. Walmart headset, but that's okay. It still works. It gets the job done. <laughs> yes. Blue Yeti is definitely on my list of, of wants yeah. <laughs> for later on. Okay. So let's talk about the main reason that you started your, your online business. Before I moved to the U S so I only moved to the U S in 2019. And before I moved here, I was a teacher 
I taught in the Philippines, I taught in Japan, in the Czech Republic, and I like traveling there. And I was living with my husband in the Czech Republic and he decided he wanted to move back to Minnesota. So I'm like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> because, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I cannot really like teach here. I don't have a license in the US. And so I went back from the Czech Republic, I went back to the Philippines and taught there for a year while we're processing our visa stuff, our K-1 visa. And it takes a while for it yeah. to be approved and all the paperwork and stuff. So while I was teaching in the Philippines, um, there was a summer break and I was getting close to the visa approval and my interview and all that. And I really can't take on another school year. So I, I'm still getting paid by my school, but I started looking for stuff I can do online. And then I ended up writing for uh, an affiliate website. Or, so I learned about SEO and stuff. And eventually when I moved back, when I moved to the US, I wasn't allowed to work and I couldn't work. So is that due to I, the kind of visa that you had? Is that Yes, it was a fiance visa. Yeah. So until I have my work permit, I'm not allowed to work. So I have a lot of uh, time to go online and learn right. more about businesses. Yeah. And use that time so, to research. Yeah. So uh, when I was waiting, I was writing more about the K-1 visa process. And I've had a lot of people like talk to me about it. So SEO, the SEO side really worked. And when... I got this client and I can, I can work already. I got this client, the affiliate website that I am still managing right now. Uh-huh. And while writing for the blog posts and stuff, I realized I like the designing part. You know, when you have blog posts, you have to add images and stuff like right. that. So I really enjoy that part. I find myself like spending too much time on that when I should be writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I can do this. I can design all day. And, but I'm like, I'm not really a graphic designer. But I can create websites because I've been doing this like since I was in university. And without any knowledge of how really to run a web design business, I just took the plunge, like bought a membership course. It's not really about web design. I don't know why. <laughs> membership course about running a business and like scaling your scaling your um, remote business or service-based business. Uh-huh. And from then on, I just kept going. And I also bought another course about coding to just complement the right. design my like my design skill and yeah since then I've really enjoyed designing websites and landing pages for my clients that's cool you just jump in that's not yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like me I love to just jump in and just start researching things and devouring information and go oh I can do that oh I could do that you know yeah and uh and you're like every there, there are plenty of people making lots of money doing this I can do that you know <laughs> I know you know what's funny too is when I got my first uh, full web design client I've been designing landing pages for another client and so it's just like one page at a time and then when I got my first web design build that's just when I bought a web design course because I didn't right. really know like the process the onboarding I don't yeah. have anything specific to web design and yeah and I'm really thankful I found that group yeah. Okay. Did we met in Shannon Matters group, right? Where did I meet I'm you? I'm not even sure. <laughs> There's so many Facebook groups that I'm in. I know, but I'm really active. Me too. Me too. I'm really active in Boss Moms and Thrive. Okay. But maybe, okay. yeah, Shannon met. Uh, yeah, I also watched the videos uh, for, for the summit because the summit. Okay. That's where we met. Yeah. Then. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a great summit, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, I still going back and did you get the power pack or did you get the no oh man really is it really good 
Yes, yes. I mean, it was so worth it. I I purchased the power pack like early on, so uh-huh. I got a good price on it. But still, as much information as you get, even the I think what one hundred forty nine dollars or whatever it was, the all access pass, it's totally worth it. Getting all that information and all the freebies and all you know all of that stuff. Oh man, um, I missed out on that one. And you just, I don't know, check back with her and see if it's still available. Yeah, I know. I'll check her emails because yeah. I know like they still offer that in their email. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I'm trying to stop myself from buying any more courses. I, know. <laughs> I just bought another an one the other day. <laughs> I just bought another one the other day. I just took this mastermind um, accelerator class because uh-huh. I'm starting masterminds now and I, it's, sidebar sorry but yeah so I like I already started a beta a beta mastermind group uh-huh. with some friends of mine oh, and I've already created a bunch of stuff for it uh-huh. and so and I saw this this uh, accelerator class for masterminds and I'm like oh I, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take this and it really wasn't it was it was a reasonable price especially for targeting what I really am interested in at the moment so and I'm about to and I'm gonna like offer masterminds to teachers and I'm actually kind of well, I don't know when this is gonna, this particular episode is going to publish, so mm-hmm. it might be I might have already launched it by then. But anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. But yeah, I know what you mean. We're like, if I buy <laughs> one more course, I know. <laughs> you know, Facebook's I passed algorithm. up a branding course the other day, though. I was so close. <laughs> Man, I really need this, but I had to prioritize. And then when I saw the masterclass, when I was like, this is my focus right now, and I really need to do this, so. Yeah, I get you. It's like trying to, yeah. It's an addiction. I, it I even bought addiction. a bundle, a bundle <laughs> because in my group, uh, the web design group, a web coding course, uh, the like Julia was offering something that's like a huge bundle for only ninety seven dollars uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. And I wasn't planning on buying it because I know like oh, you have to stop, you have to finish this course first before you move on. And she said something about oh, um, they have a race and whoever wins. And I'm like, but I want to support her. So I still ended up buying it. Yeah. So you justified but, it because you were supporting a fellow. Yeah. <laughs> and she won that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. So well, let's see, where were we? Oh, I was going to ask you, what, what were you, te- what was your certification in and teaching? Like what was your subject? Oh, uh, my degree is in elementary education, and then my master's is called Master of Arts in Teaching Reading. Uh huh. Yeah, but I don't really remember a lot. I don't. I don't really remember a lot of what I learned back in my master's degree anymore. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, probably because you're just trying to get through it, right? And it's hard. To- yeah, because it was um it was part of a scholarship, like an accelerated program that really is just it's it just belonged with a degree. Yeah. So it's like a special degree. So I'm like, I'm not even that interested in it, but I love teaching. I love kids. I love being around them. But yeah. the master's degree that I took wasn't really like that. Yeah. Geared towards what I really wanted. Well, my hat's off to you for teaching elementary kiddos. Cause like, <laughs> I remember this is before I had my teacher creds and everything, but I subbed for a kindergarten class for three days mm-hmm. in a row. And I thought oh, I was so going cute. to lose. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> so cute. They're very needy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not a, like, I'm not that kind of, I, I am, I, um, I care and I love, and I, um, I love students, you know, love my students and stuff like that. But the little ones, they just, I mean, I can handle them when they're just a few of them at a time. And like, they're my relatives or something like mm-hmm. that, or my friend's mm-hmm. kids, 
but like a whole room full of them and they're all doing their little weird kid kindergarten stuff i just i couldn't i was like i don't know how oh. y'all do this but good wait until for you. Uh, they at least you understand these kids i taught in japan and they don't really understand what i'm saying so <laughs> it's harder and they would tell me something and I don't want to know what they're talking about and I'm just like oh yeah that's good but I, I don't really know no idea what they're saying about. and no. I hope you, that you're not telling them to do something that's yeah not good. no but I, I'm I really admire you for teaching middle school I taught middle school for one year and I'm like no sixth grade is the oldest I'm willing to teach yeah again. so sixth grade is the youngest for me because whenever they first start the first of the year they are still babies in my in my mm-hmm. mind and they're a little too young for me and I'm like oh my god let me see <laughs> December let's go let's, you know so uh yeah that's funny because I guess everybody kind of has their certain age group that, mm-hmm. that they're better at but elementary was not my thing I did and I'm certified through high school I just never did teach high school so I don't know maybe one day I'll do that but not mm-hmm. right now <laughs> And your target audience, client, or customer? For web design, my goal is really to have, I don't want to be boxed and just keep designing websites that look the same. You know how, for example, for a lot of female entrepreneurs, their websites have the similar feel, which is probably what, what they like. But personally, I like working with um, female entrepreneurs, but I also want to explore other designs so I'm really open to like small businesses I want to design for example restaurant websites or real estate websites as well so I'm I really like designing like websites for small businesses or startups gotcha well tell us what you have learned in your business that would be helpful to other people who are who kind of want to do what you've done and just jump in and learn stuff and just go for it what advice would you give them like what to do what not to do things like that yeah, I like um, Marie Forleo, like what she said, um, everything is figureoutable. Yes. And it really is for me. I've been to so many instances where I just figured my way out of them, including that first web design build that I did without any knowledge of what an onboarding process looks like for website design. Right. You know, and well, can you talk a little bit about that? Talk about that onboarding, because somebody may not know what that means. Okay, yeah, so the onboarding process is from the discovery until the client, from discovery and then the signing of the contract, and then until you hand over the website and send training videos and files. So the onboarding process, sorry, I, I just jumped through that, but the onboarding okay. process for, for web design is when, for example, I sign the client, right? The client signs the contract, so I give her a welcome packet and... After the welcome packet, it'll show her where her client portal is, um, the Google Drive folder for her files. And I ask, I give her the document that I need that she can fill out for all the credentials and have another schedule for a kickoff call. So stuff like that. So, okay, good. So what would you advise other people to do or not to do if they're trying to start up their own entrepreneurial business, whether it's web design or something else, what would you tell them? Yeah, so definitely to do a must is to have a tight contract definitely okay because especially for web design i didn't realize just how many people have been burned by their web designer you know they hire someone from wherever and then in the middle of the project they get just left hanging oh my gosh so, 
Yeah, and it's crazy because I didn't really realize it happens as often until I joined like Facebook groups and I see all these complaints. So definitely have a tight contract. If you are the business owner hiring a web designer, look over the contract because the contract is not just for them, but it's also to protect you. Like right. if you want to stop, how many, like um, what do you need to do or how many days do you have to give notice? For example, if it's a monthly ongoing contract, so things like that, if you, if you have a clear set of, for example, for web design deliverables, and then you have to ask them how many revisions can I ask you or what kind of revisions is possible, go over that in the contract before signing anything. Yeah, that's good. What do you think sets your business apart from others? Because you've said that there's tons of web designers out there some of them are not good. They leave people hanging. Some of them are, and they run the gamut of pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think sets you apart from other web designers? Yeah. So I told you earlier about managing an affiliate website. So I really have a good grasp of SEO. I'm not going to say I know everything about SEO, but yeah, you know, Does when- anybody <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Google algorithm is just a fickle business. That's for yes. sure. But so because I have that background, I de- design the websites I design, they are SEO friendly. And sometimes my clients, they would hand me a website, for example, their existing website, and they have their copy. And I'm not perfectly happy with the copy, but I cannot force them to hire a copywriter, you know? Right. But since I have my background in SEO, I know which keywords in the existing copy that they have that I can put in there, heading one or heading two, for example, because that makes a huge difference. For example, if you're targeting a therapist or a middle school tutor for mathematics in, for example, Minneapolis or Oklahoma. Uh So you can add these keywords in the right spots of the website. And sometimes your client doesn't know that. And sometimes your client doesn't have like the budget and the energy to hire another person for SEO. So if you have a good foundation already for the first couple of pages of your website while you're still starting, that can make a big difference once you want to start adding, for example, content and that'll help you rank higher um, for search engines. Also, because I try to understand my client's audience before I design their website and the customer journey that they want them to take. Because sometimes um, I've had clients... They just give me a website and they don't even know what their goal is for their website. So we try to make that clear before I start anything. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And as a teacher, as a former teacher, you know, it helps that you try to understand when I was teaching, I tried to understand my student where they're at and where I need them to be and how to guide them there. So it's kind of the same with the website. What is your goal and how can you guide your audience and your customers to, for example, sign for your opt-in or buy your product that you're pushing for example right. uh, a design you can design a website to guide them to that for example the shape i don't know how to say it, but there are certain design elements that right. will point the eye toward the call to action button that you right. want them to see you know yeah, you Shannon don't just talks add, about that too yeah yeah so you don't just add a button anywhere because because just so right and then you don't just add an image to that um close to that button for no reason you have to have a purpose for every element you add in there right okay yeah all right what is the hardest part about being an entrepreneur 
And what do you love the most about it? The hardest part, uh, because I work remotely and I'm an immigrant. So I'm from the Philippines. And as a teacher, you know, we're always surrounded with people. I know it's yeah. probably hard for teachers as well during the pandemic. But yeah, I feel I- a lot of my teacher friends are just and I know they feel very isolated. Um, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Teaching inside the classroom is challenging enough. Yeah. So I can't even And then they're imagine. trying to do both. They're trying to do hybrid. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I've got students sitting here in front of me, but then I've got these students on Zoom right now, you know, and they're trying to do mm-hmm. both. And it's, it's so oh, hard. Oh, really? For them. Is that the case for? That on some, in some yeah. districts, it just depends on where they are. I, um, see. I know some districts are doing that. And then there for a while, there were some that were. I guess they may still be doing like a week, B week kind of thing. Like these, these certain kids come on Mondays and Tuesdays. These certain kids come on Thursdays and Fridays and Wednesdays. They just do remote. I mean, whatever. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. all kinds of different strategies that they're all using, but Mm -hmm. basically every, almost every teacher I know is just like, it's so hard trying to juggle. It was hard anyway, mm-hmm. because yeah, you have exactly. all, these, all these expectations that, you know, and there's just not enough time in the day to do every single thing that they're wanting you to do. Yeah. And then you add yeah. those pandemic stuff to it all. And exactly. Then, you know, and masks. Seriously. Trying to keep, and I'm sure it's difficult for uh, elementary teachers to, for their kids to keep their masks on and all that. And mm-hmm. can you just, yeah, imagine? because without a pandemic, it's already hard if it's, Blue season, and you know how kids are just like, oh yeah, they're not everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, hats off to teachers. I can't imagine what, yeah, like what it's like and how hard it is, how challenging it is. So, as an immigrant and a former teacher, I was from a country where that's very family oriented, and I was very close to my friends. And then I moved to Minneapolis, which has like probably half a year is winter and then oh pandemic God. hit. <laughs> so I think that's the, that's the worst part about um, doing online, being an online entrepreneur and doing right. having a service-based business for sure. Yeah. And so what I love the most about it though, is getting to meet people like you, because if I didn't, Aww. yeah, if I didn't have business, I wouldn't meet people from different fields that's what I love the most seriously because I'm really curious about what people do yeah me too yeah because what we do is something we spend tons of hours every day you know so yeah I don't care what you do but I just want to get to know people from different fields and also seeing the results from my clients like I have a long-term client I've been working with her from can't remember but long long time but I've seen her launch a course where she, for example, when she was validating her course, she her goal was to get 20 enrollees. But when she first launched it, she didn't even make it to the 10 right. enrollees. But I helped her design a landing page. And from there, from she probably got like maybe 100 enrollees or registrations wow. after that. Like in maybe two weeks that her card was open. Sweet. And yeah, that's one of my favorite things, definitely getting, seeing the yeah. results from my clients and also the affiliate website I was talking about when I joined them, it was still new and yeah, I've seen the growth of how um, in 2020, we got more than 1 million uh, traffic, organic traffic for our website. So awesome. things like that, just celebrating with my clients. Yeah, it is fun to celebrate with, with the people that you've been helping and mm-hmm. it, it be excited with them, with them um, and yeah. for them. 
for the success and for, you know, seeing the progress, seeing the growth and all that stuff. Yeah. Even when I was teaching, that's my favorite. You know, when I started, for example, what I taught in one school, there was this really just quiet boy. And at the end of the school year, he was just more cheerful and he's, he's been talking more. So those are the kinds of like, you know, progress. I just like seeing progress. And you, that that reminds me of of a lot of my students, but there's one particular Uh one that when he came to us, he had just moved from Mexico and he didn't know any, any English at all. And which was kind of the case for a lot of my students, but he was super shy, super Mm -hmm. scared, you know, and his, his sixth grader brand new place, brand new school, all that stuff. Nobody, he can't understand anybody, but the majority of my students were Spanish speakers as well. So, I mean, he Uh did actually, he could communicate with them, but I also had him from sixth grade through eighth grade. So I was able to watch his progress. And by the end of eighth grade, he was being silly and, you know, and he was, you know, he was, he was kind of coming out of his shell and stuff like that. And it was so exciting to see that he was such a precious, precious individual. He had been through um, a very tragic event too, which was, mm-hmm. which was the reason why he, they moved here. But so anyway, yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. Those are, just, yeah. You get excited for them, man. I can just, yeah, there's, I have story after story after story like mm. that. So. Yeah. If only I could keep like my clients, all my clients long-term, that'll be great because I just like seeing how yeah. their business grows. And yeah. Do you check in with them though? A lot like ones that you've had in the past or do you check in and yeah. Yeah. Um, for example, I recently redesigned um, a client's homepage and now she still sends me projects for like small design projects. Yeah. Yeah. And then my, I have long-term clients that until now, I regularly still talk to them and still do stuff um, for their business. Cool. So, Okay. So who or what motivates and inspires you? Definitely my, my husband. I have, I've moved this picture in front of my, my dual monitor setup. Just so I can always remind myself of my why. My husband, he's been very supportive and definitely my family back home. They yeah. are the ones that drive me to work hard. Even and in times when I'm being feel, when I'm feeling discouraged, you know, there are definitely times like that. Yeah, my of husband. Course. Yeah. My husband is always there. Oh, that's awesome. How mm-hmm. often do you get to go? I mean, besides with the pandemic, but mm-hmm. how often do you get to go back to the Philippines to visit your family? I haven't been since I moved here. So really? I moved here in late 2019. And yeah, I wasn't able to go home. Thinking pandemic. <laughs> yeah. But before when I was living in Japan, I would probably go home twice a year because it's a lot closer. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's different and it's super expensive. Yeah. Okay. So how, what, what place was like your favorite to visit? Wasn't your home, but like, what was the favorite place for you to be? Oh, that's, that's hard. My goal before I moved to Minneapolis was to, so you use Prague, at Prague in the Czech Republic as my uh-huh. stepping stone, because it's easier to find a teaching job there and move, eventually move to Barcelona. Wow. And yes, because they have the beach, the mountains, everything. Yes. And their the culture, beach. yes, their culture is similar to the Filipino culture because oh, really? we were colonized by Spain for okay. hundreds of years. And as a previous colony, I get to have a shortcut for citizenship if I wanted to. So that oh, was my okay. long-term goal before. And then my husband came in the picture and then I moved here. <laughs> we're snowy <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> that gamut, those men <laughs> that we fall in love with. Yeah, right. Funny. 
Did you also move to Oklahoma? <laughs> no, no. I've been born and raised in Oklahoma. Okay. I've never lived anywhere else. My family's here. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. leave my family. My mama, she has gone th- like the last five years. She went through a lot of cancer stuff. Thankfully she's cancer free right now. Oh, but, good. Yeah. Uh, chemo and radiation and five major surgeries and tons of hospital stays and just, it's been crazy, but she's doing okay now, but oh, that's so my great to hear. Mima, she's, I mean, I'll just turn 93 on Sunday. So, you know, I can't wow. leave them. Happy birthday to your mom. I know yeah. she listens to your podcast too, right? Huh? <laughs> she listens to your podcast. She doesn't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> she, <laughs> she'd be like, what? What is that? <laughs> just put your phone next to her. Yeah. And- <laughs> just like, here, just listen, me mom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's my struggle just being far from my family. Right. Yeah. So, okay, well, then my next question was what big obstacle have you overcome in your life and how? I mean, it sounds like you've overcome a lot, but is there Mm -hmm. anything particular that you haven't talked about yet? Yeah. So I guess really it's just the fear of changing careers late this late in my life, you know, but it's very encouraging because this coding what repressed group that I belong to you see a lot of people older than me changing careers and it's possible it's doable it's amazing absolutely doable yeah so just that um the fear really because it's a lot easier is for me if I just took a license here in the U.S. and just teaching but my experience teaching middle school in the Philippines is not something that I imagined myself doing for a long time right and I taught when I was living in the Czech Republic, I taught adults and I enjoyed how it's their choice to learn. Yes. You know, so yes. that's something that I want to do. That's a completely different mindset. <laughs> I, yes. Cause I had a, an English class that I taught in the evenings, I don't know, back in when I first started teaching uh-huh. and it was for adults that were um, most, most of them were Spanish speakers, but they were learning uh-huh. English and they wanted to be there. And I yes. loved teaching that class. Yeah. So much fun because they enjoyed it and they were hungry right? and they, they were participated, they participated, even though it was uncomfortable for them, even though uh-huh. it was, you know, it was hard sometimes, but we, we made, and I was like completely exhausted and, and just, mm-hmm. I don't even know how I made it there sometimes, some nights, because I was so exhausted <laughs> from teaching the middle school kids in the, in, during the day. It was a cr- crazy place. I but, can't imagine. <laughs> oh, it was, it was such a hard school. I, I mean, it was my first, that was, that was my first school, my first four years of teaching. And I call it teacher boot camp because it truly was for me. So, um, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was hard. But anyway, but just going to that class with the adults, they, it just was refreshing. And yeah, I loved teaching them. So I never, yeah, I'm like, I'm ready to teach people who are willing to receive what I have to offer. You know, yeah. if you don't want to know what I have to teach, that's okay. No problem. Let's Uh be friends in part ways, whatever. But yeah, you want to, to learn from me, then I'm absolutely ready to teach. I'm absolutely ready to share with you what knowledge I have. So yeah, that's, that's something that was really different, like a great experience. Experience. But you know, with kids, if you teach in a like a full classroom, you have a diverse, like diverse students with diverse interests, and you can blame them if they don't like what you teach. Right. But for example, I had a grade six student 
who just hated English so much, but he would do, he's very smart. He would do um, the tasks I asked him to do. He would just, but he would just struggle the whole time and complain the whole time. Right. But you give him a bunch of lines of code and one glance, he will see what's wrong. Wow. Yeah. So I was really amazed. Like, hey, Kyle, I give you this short paragraph and you can finish it in the time that I give you. And then you look at a bunch of codes and you know what's wrong at one yeah. glance. So it, you can't blame them. Yeah. So yeah, in the future, I'm still like getting more experience with web design. But in the future, I really do want to teach people web design as well. Right. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. I think we've touched on this a little bit, but how has the pandemic affected you and your family? Obviously, you've said that, you know, you can't go visit anybody yet in the Philippines mm-hmm. until after this, but, and how have you turned any of the negatives into positives? Yeah, the pandemic, like for many of us, it's just been really yeah hard because you can't see your family. Even my husband's family here in Minnesota, we barely see them. When we see them, they're in the car. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's been really hard, but I guess the positive is I wouldn't have started this business if not for this pandemic, which I think a lot of online entrepreneurs I think that's happening thing. a lot. Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. So if not for this, I probably would be doing something locally, getting up super early, you know. Right. <laughs> Who wants to do that? I'm not a morning In person. Minnesota, me neither. <laughs> Me neither. At least here in the U.S., I think you guys start a bit later. But when I was teaching in the Philippines, um, we have to be at school before seven o'clock. Yeah. Well, it depends on what, what age group. I don't know about our elementary. I, I think the elementary kids get there a little bit later. But middle school, our usually our first class would start at seven thirty, seven forty. Oh, really? Yeah. So we'd have to be there before that. So. Oh. Yeah. That's in Europe. Early. I think they start later, right? I thought it was just me. <laughs> it's just too early. It's too early for me, and it's too early for those kids because you know, know. they're staying up late, exactly. playing their games. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know why. I don't know why schools want to start that early. Because <laughs> the world of education, the system that we've got, doesn't make sense. You would think that right? education would would equal common sense, but it does not. <laughs> fact does not (laughs) oh we should keep pushing that yeah I think some of it also has to do with the fact that they don't have enough funding to have enough buses to go pick up kids and have like all the grades starting at the same time does that make sense so they have to like rotate bus routes so if the you know elementary students or the middle school students start earlier well we go pick up all the middle school students go drop them off and then now we got to go back out and go that's pick up or very interesting so, i didn't even think of that yeah i think that's one of the reasons i'm sure there's a bazillion other reasons but in the philippines we don't have school buses so it's not really a thing <laughs> so do they just are the schools so local that the kids can just walk or do parents need to take them or what is that a lot of them a lot of them um they're from my previous experience uh it's an international school so their parents or their drivers really just drop them off oh they have drivers yeah yeah they have drivers and chefs (laughs) (laughs) but when i was for my practice teaching the kids their parents really leave them at the gate of the school. And we used to start at six o'clock. I think they still do it oh my these God. days. Yes, because um, in the Philippines, public schools, they don't have enough buildings and classrooms. 
So six o'clock to 12 is the morning batch and then kids start in the afternoon again. Okay. So they have to actually just rotate kids. Yeah. Because of the the, facilities. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have a lot of um, interesting stories. I think that that's kind of the same way some of the schools, some of the public schools in Ecuador too. Because yeah, I hosted an exchange student from Ecuador 10, 11 years ago. And now they're my family and we're their family. And so I've been there three times that they paid for, which was so nice. And then um, they've been here several times. So I think some of their schools, they have rotating schedules kind of like that. Like some come early, you know, go really early and go to noon and then some come in late and stay till like six or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's one way to do it, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. If it works. Yeah, if it works for you. So what are any of your, do you have any favorite books or podcasts or anything that you like to Yeah, um, I like uh, YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube when washing the dishes. And definitely I watch Income School. They have really good resources regarding SEO and just growing a blog or starting your blog for passive income and all that. Right. And... For books, I I try to read books that are not business related. To let you kind of get a break. Yeah, yeah. So I can, you know, that's what I miss about books because I used to get lost in books and just all day, just yeah. be like, just read. That's what I miss. And I like Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist and uh-huh. uh, The Diary of a Young Girl by Anne Frank. I Anne really, Frank. yes, yeah, that, yes, yes. Awesome. Really. Okay, so we've already established that you're a nad owl like me. Like you don't do mornings, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what's your go-to beverage? Definitely coffee. And I try with water. Yes, I know. I've got my water right here too. Yes. <laughs> like, I got to drink more water. <laughs> I know. What do you have any How favorite about you? tea? Huh? What kind of beverage? What's your favorite beverage? Well, morning, I definitely have to have my coffee. Yeah. And then with like some kind of almond milk creamer or vanilla or whatever. And then I used to be a huge Dr. Pepper fan until I started trying to get away from pop or Uh sodas. But mostly it's that mostly coffee and water and some tea. It's like herbal teas and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. How many cups of coffee a day though? Oh, I can only do one other or I (laughs) and like all jittery and it messes with my stomach and uh, I can only do one a day. Oh, and if I drink it too late in the day, I can't sleep. So my boyfriend, though, he'll he'll, he'll go get some coffee at nine o'clock at night. I'm like, how are you drinking that? And then you're just going to work. I don't get it. It Yeah. If not for my husband, I would still be doing that because you know what? When I wake up. For example, I drink coffee before bed. When I wake up in the morning, I feel more energized. Really? Yeah. Wow. You should try that. As long would... as you as long as you finish the coffee, you go to bed. Yeah. Because if you don't, you won't be able to fall asleep. Okay. So go to bed immediately after drinking the coffee. Yeah. I mean, it's worked for me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't blame me. Something... I'm gonna be I'm gonna call you at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. This did not work. <laughs> Call your call your boyfriend. It's also I'm bouncing off the wall. <laughs> That's funny. Do you have any favorite TV shows or anything that you watch on Netflix or Hulu or anything? 
I watch a lot of comedy. Yeah. yeah, I just love comedy shows. And I watch uh, The Office. If I can binge on The Office, I yeah. would. But definitely comedy shows like The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and uh, How I Met Your Mother, Friends. Mm. Those are my favorites. Friends, of course. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Right now, we are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I never watched Ooh. it when it was actually on, um, mm-hmm. you know, when it first came on and stuff. So, yeah. So, we've been watching that. I enjoy it. It's fun. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that in a long, long, long time. I know some people are like, you never watched that? I'm like, no, I was doing other things. I don't know. <laughs> well, what is your vision for your life for the next five years? Oh, um, yeah. So, in the next five years, my hope is definitely to have kids kids maybe one or two okay one or two would be good one boy and one girl that's a dream (laughs) but (laughs) you can't really control that (laughs) yeah and to have a business that lets me travel back and forth to the Philippines and you know so I don't have to like wait for just a specific time of the year to take time off right so that's definitely what I want you don't have to ask permission to take off yeah (laughs) so for example for teachers we have to wait for maybe christmas break or summer break you know so that's something that i want good yeah i if i were you i'd be going away during the all that winter stuff that you guys yes definitely i've been teasing my husband you know once this pandemic is over i'm gonna be in the philippines for six months (laughs) he's like no (laughs) no we're not doing that (laughs) now are there awesome beaches there in the philippines Oh my gosh, we have 7,000, more than 7,000 islands. So oh you pick what kind of beach you like. You want a secluded wow. one? We have that. You want one with um, a bunch of hotels and restaurants? We have that too. Okay. I'm going to put that on my list of places to go. Yes. It's a lot cheaper too. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. Cool. I compare everything to how what much I spend here in the, the US. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I keep telling my husband, you know what, for one meal that we have here, we can just go on a trip to the beach and stay there maybe for two nights. Wow. (laughs) That's so cool. Okay. I'm definitely checking out travel plans for that. Yes. It's safe. Don't worry. (laughs) I know we get a bad rap from the media, but that's just like the southern southern part. Well, yeah, you you can't depend on that. That kind of reminds me of whenever I was saying that I had an exchange student, her, when she Mm -hmm. first told her her brother where she was going mm-hmm. he was like oh you don't want to go to the states you don't want to go to the states they're terrible blah 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 you know it just it was just things that he had heard other people or whatever was yeah. in the media or whatever and then once she was here and she started telling them about us and me mm-hmm. and my family and you know all this stuff and it was all good mm-hmm. then he was like oh okay well so now since he's and he's been here visiting and stuff like that now he wants to actually immigrate here Oh, so it completely yeah. changed his tune, which the whole exchange for an exchange student thing or studying abroad thing actually, you know, did its job and uh-huh. helped connect people from other parts of the world. And exactly. Yeah. And the U.S. is just so big that mm-hmm. you go to one side of the U.S. and you it's very different. And then you yeah. go to another and it's entirely different, too. Yeah. And you go to different parts of our states, you know, I mean, like, yes. Yeah. I'm in the central area of, of Oklahoma, but you go. Uh huh anywhere else south east you know north whatever it's it's different it's different yeah 
Well, tell us, is there is there anything that you would like to leave with our listeners today? Some kind of valuable lesson or anecdote or a word that keeps you going, a joke, quote, whatever. Yeah, so definitely if you're if you feel like you're just settling and you're scared to, you know, change things up a bit, don't be because one of my biggest fears is to just go with the flow of life because I've been traveling a lot and then you meet all these people and then you realize there's just more to life than what you've grown to learn. Right. There's more than just your little bubble. Yeah, exactly. And just strive for satisfaction, no matter what you do, even if it's, for example, your homepage, if you just say your website's homepage, if you just say, oh, that's fine. People's going to see me or (laughs) they have a domain to check. Just if you're satisfied with that, then go for it yeah Yeah, fine but if you're just settling and you know you can still improve something about it do it that's what I keep trying to do in life it's easy to just settle and you know stay comfortable but it's rewarding when you go past it's definitely rewarding when you step out and you do something that's out of the norm Mm -hmm. and you know that was one of the things that I did seven eight months ago when I quit teaching and I started I was like, I've got to do, you know, I have to follow my dreams of being an entrepreneur and just see what, what happens, just see what happens, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I'll fall flat on my face. Maybe I won't, whatever. But in all the, in this journey, I have met people like you. I have, mm-hmm. I've started a podcast and now I'm a podcast host. Yeah. Like, you know, these are things that over a year ago, you asked me if I would be doing that. I'd be like, what? No. Um, <laughs> 15 years you've been teaching 15 years that's a long time. yeah I taught 15 years and uh and I turned 50 in May and so that was probably wow. that was like making me go now wait a minute uh-huh. I'm almost 50 and I need you know is, am I really where I want to be am I have I really accomplished the things that I want to accomplish and I you know and the answer was no at the you know at the time so now I've just been mm-hmm. I've been exploring and having fun and learning things and stepping out and doing things That's I hadn't amazing. done before. And so it's been a blast. It really has. Oh, yeah. So, and Definitely. it's great meeting new people. Like, this. right. I would have never met you had I not done what I did, you know? Yeah. And now you have a podcast and then you can go back and listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. And through that podcast too, I've been able to connect with former co-workers and former students like I, I interviewed a couple of my students oh wow yeah, really? That's so that so was really neat. that's great yeah yeah so uh in fact the one of them he was super super nervous about doing the, the interview and stuff I was like don't worry it's just a conversation it's not a big deal you know and then at the time his episode was the one that just blew up and like had more more downloads wow, than any of the other ones really? prior to that yeah now I've had a couple after that that have that have mm-hmm. done better but still it was I was like you were so nervous and look at this you know you've <laughs> more downloads than any of the other ones at the time so is there anything else that you would like to talk about or any questions you have or anything like that no I want to learn more about um you and how you quit teaching like how was the process like well before I quit I was I had you know I've always always doing something learning something on the side Mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do I do this? How do I eventually quit this job and like actually be an entrepreneur, be my own boss, you know, all that stuff. And um, I had for years 
trying to figure that out. And I was like, even, you know, Googling different, you know, trying to find out diff- different things about different master's programs. Cause I thought, well, maybe I need to go back to school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just mm-hmm. nothing ever, nothing was ever right. You know, nothing was ever, yeah, this is what I want. And I, you know, like we were talked about earlier about all these different courses that we get, you know, one of the <laughs> courses that I bought was from Casey. Morris. She's a, she was a teacher and she has this whole course of how to teach teachers, how to create resources to, to sell on teachers, pay teachers. And so uh-huh. I, I bought her course. And so I started working through that and stuff last year. Then it got to where my job was so demanding that I, I, I wasn't having any time to myself at all. Like it was, it was awful. I was working late nights. I was working weekends. It was, it was just all consuming. And I was so full of stress and so full of anxiety that, I mean, I, there's tears all the time. I just, I knew I didn't want to, I'm like, I can't keep living like this. It's mm-hmm. not getting better, you know? Mm-hmm. And each year in teaching, I kept thinking, well, maybe next year will be better. Maybe next year will be better. Maybe next year will be better. And it mm-hmm. just didn't happen. And I could hear colleagues. I've talked to my colleagues. I love all my people that I work with um, mm-hmm. and I love my students, but I would talk to my colleagues and they would still go, you know, oh yeah, it's really hard, but I really do love my job. And I thought about that for a second. I'm like, I cannot say that. Mm, I cannot say I love my job anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I remember telling myself early on because I would meet teachers that were like completely burnt out and they were just Mm -hmm. terrible and they were just waiting out however long they had till retirement, you know, and I I remember telling gosh, going, Maybe if you ever get to the point where you're this burnt out, you need to quit. You need to do something else. And so I was like, hello, you know, I think that's where I'm at. You know, I think that mm-hmm. I'm at that point where I need to do something different. So I just, and I, you know, I talked it over with my boyfriend and stuff. He's like, if you go back and do another year, you're crazy because he saw how it was affecting me. So I just, I, I mean, I finished out my contract. I'm never a person. I don't mm-hmm. ever want to burn bridges. I don't ever want yeah, like, to fill, you know, my, my duties, my contracts and stuff like that. So I finished out my yeah. contract and I told my principal, which was actually my, she actually was my friend and was my mentor teacher my very first year of teaching too. So I came full circle. So um, I was just like, that's what I told her. I was like, I have to try. I have to try to do something different. Because if I don't, you know, I don't want to regret it. And, yeah. you know, if I fall on my face, okay, whatever. I, I can always go back to teaching. Yeah, exactly. That was, those were my thoughts so, too. Yeah, I can always go back to teaching. I would definitely won't let my certificate, um, you know, expire or anything like that. Still have my creds. I still, you know, I still have all that knowledge and all that wisdom that I gathered through those 15 years. So, uh-huh. um, but I just want to do something different. And that's what I've been doing. And I can tell you, like, of course, with the pandemic and everybody being, you know, quarantined and stuff like that for so long, I didn't spend money. I didn't, uh-huh. you know, so I was able to stretch those checks, those last couple of checks, you know, stretch them pretty far. And then, um, and then I currently actually I'm about to sell my house, my house, the closing for my house was, is this Friday. So if all Whoa. goes, I'll sell my house. So I'm going to get money from that. And so I'm going to put some of that into my business and mm-hmm. pay off my debt. I've got a couple of loans I need to pay off. Mm-hmm. So things are just, it's like when you, when you finally take that leap, when you finally take that step that's out of that comfort zone, Yeah. then all of a sudden these other doors open for you that you never even thought that you might want to walk through. 
just exactly. like this podcast, just like, you know, and meeting all these people that I've been meeting through Facebook groups and through summits and things like that. So mm-hmm. you just don't know what opportunities are out there. If you keep, mm-hmm. if you stay within uh, that confinement of that safe space, you know, that yeah, it's comfortable only because it's familiar, not because it's satisfying, mm-hmm. you know? Now it's okay. If you're satisfied where you are, great. Yeah, exactly. If you are fulfilled, perfect. But I was not fulfilled. I was not feeling like I could accomplish things. I was not feeling like I was, I was actually able to make the difference that I wanted to make. I just felt too scattered and too, it it just, things just weren't flowing for me. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't feel like I was doing anybody else any favors by staying in Exactly. Exactly. I also felt like late. this was later as I was reflecting back on it. It's like, I think I was more loyal to everybody else around me than I was loyal to myself mm. during that time. You know, you can't be your best for other people if you don't fill yourself back up. You know, if you don't yeah. do that are going to fill you up and encourage you and strengthen you, you know, you can't, you can't drink from a dry cup, right? Exactly. So, and that's what I had been doing for so many years, it seemed like. And just trying to patch things up as I went, you know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. now I feel, you know, my friends and my family are like, you are much happier than you have been in a long time. Oh, wow. That's so good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so excited and so blessed and so thankful and grateful Mm -hmm. to number one, have had the courage to go ahead and do it and go ahead and say, okay, (laughs) I'm leaving. Let's see what happens. I don't know. (laughs) Now. Other people, and then maybe you need to build that side hustle first, you know, like Shannon did Mm -hmm. build that side hustle first towards replacing your income, you know, before you quit, that's probably Mm -hmm. the wisest thing to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, you know what, there have been, I was listening to this podcast, uh, the membership group I belong to, and one of her guests was like, she's always been wanting to, you know, make her business grow, but she couldn't because of her nine to five job, but well, then she got laid off and she was like, oh, now what am I going to do? And because she got laid off, that's how her business took off. Took off. So like you make it work at that point. Yeah, like, exactly. This is my choice. choice. I mean, this, yeah. yeah, this is what I have. <laughs> you know, you kind of get thrown into it, but then you learn how to make it happen. You learn yeah, how you just to figure it out. It's the figure, you know, it's figure it outable, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But that's amazing. That's so inspiring to hear. Well, good. I'm glad to. I'm glad my story can inspire somebody to, because <laughs> uh, I was just surviving for so long and coping for so long that seriously. And I know a lot of teachers are the same. I mean, yeah. not everyone, but like what you right. said. And I, I never want to discourage people from teaching or discourage yeah. people from doing that job, but I see how it's also hurting them. Some of them, especially if you have a personality where you you you're a people pleaser and you Mm -hmm. want to jump through all the hoops for everybody and you Mm -hmm. don't know how to to set those boundaries because my my coworkers heard me tell them all the time boundaries boundaries why are you (laughs) saying yes to that when you should be saying no for you because you need to make sure you take care of yourself first you know it's just the whole idea of like even being on the plane where they tell you you know if the masks come the air masks come down what are you supposed to do Put your own on first uh-huh, and then exactly. assist the person next to you if they exactly. need that. You don't try to help them first before you can mm-hmm. breathe, you know? 
So exactly. it's a very simple concept, but it's very difficult for people to do that, to practice that yeah. sometimes, especially when you have, you know, a low self-esteem or a low self-worth. And that's one of the things I really have a passion for is to try to help people recognize and embrace their self-worth. Mm-hmm. They are and that you do matter and that you can't be everything that you are meant to be. And for all the people that you love around you, if you don't know first who you are and you don't appreciate who you are, mm-hmm. you don't love who you are, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I am a person of faith. I, I do believe in God and I, and mm-hmm. there's a scripture that says, you know, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, mm-hmm. if you don't love yourself, how are you supposed to love somebody else? Yes. You know? True. So, yes. Anyway. Oh, I love that. I never, I never really thought of it from, yeah, that side. So that's so great. Yeah. Anyway, so there's my, there's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. How can people get in touch with you? They need a web designer or if they just need, want to chat with you, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so my website is www.rodaline.us or R-H-O-D-A-L-I-N-E dot U-S. And my Instagram, you also find me on Instagram and Facebook with my handle is at Rodaline or R-H-O-D-A-L-I-N-E. Awesome. And I'll if you also have any website that... questions at all, yeah, feel free to message me. Awesome. I'm going to put all that information in the show notes uh, along with any resources that you have mentioned throughout the episode. So Cool. Thank you. Okay. Man. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. It was so good to meet you and so good to talk thank to you. you. And we are going to, we're going to keep in touch for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Visit my website to learn more about how I can help you with dreaming big and figuring out what to display on your vision board. I have a free guide for you to get you started at MandySawyer.com. Also, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, check out Buzzsprout. It is the platform that I use and I love it. You can sign up for a three-month trial period at madeysawyer.com slash buzzsprout. That's my affiliate link. It just tells Buzzsprout that I sent you and we'll get you a $20 Amazon card if you end up signing up for a paid plan. So check it out. Have a fantastic day and remember to dream big and kick ass.